Hi, I'm Jennifer Mulholland. And I'm Jeff Shuck. We're the co-leaders of Plenty. Thanks for joining our podcast, Plenty for Everyone. Each episode, we talk with conscious leaders like you to explore abundance in work and life, fulfillment in head and heart, and ways we can all work together to make this world a better place. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Plenty for Everyone, the podcast for conscious leaders, conscious leaders like you. I am Jeff Shuck, and with me, as always, is Jennifer Mulholland, and we are the owners and principals of Plenty. It's 2023 already, Jen. (laughs) It's crazy, and it's almost the end of January. How the hell did that happen? It's almost the end of January. We are so excited that you're joining us and excited for a year of great topics and conversation about living with purpose and leading consciously. And we have lots of great updates, some guests for the year, and no shortage of topics. (laughs) As always, no shortage of topics. Or time. (laughs) Or or time. Little shortage of time. It's been quite a busy year. You know, all good intentions were, I think we probably planned that we would have this episode out a couple weeks ago, and it's been a really lovely and full, I'm not going to say busy, I'm going to say full few weeks, we start the let's talk about ramp up week. We have some great structural traditions of plenty. We've talked about free Fridays. We close the office at noon on Friday. I think we've mentioned that we have Wednesday study hall, which sometimes works. And the idea is there's no outside meetings on Wednesday. But we have something called ramp up week. And the idea is the first week of January, we don't take meetings and we just do internal stuff like cleaning out cupboards to making our long-term strategy. And it was a great way. It's a great way to start the year. Wasn't it a great way to start the year this year? Yeah, it was so intentional. And here in Park City, we actually got a little bit of a boost with a shit ton of powder and snow. Best season we've had since 2004. It's just been incredible. So we got to, I got to ski and do ramp up week, which was so fun. Yeah. It just felt like a great way to slowly integrate into a new year, very mindfully and intentionally. And, you know, there's always so many projects of pruning. Sometimes we organize Mm -hmm. our files. Sometimes we look at restructuring and using different tools. And sometimes we have talked about like, priorities. And this year, I think we really teed up asking what the intentions are for each one of us individually, and then what's the intention for plenty. And that set the frame of our commitment to walking our talk and trying to close our own congruency gap so that what we're consulting and coaching other businesses and organizations and clients that we're doing for ourselves and would definitely say this month, feel very proud in how we slowed down to do our own meridian, our own strategic planning process, and really revisiting what matters most to us, what's our highest possibility, what are our priorities in a year that we are publishing our first book mm-hmm. and servicing conscious leaders and clients, and how do we make time for 
a whole new project and many other projects that kind of fall underneath that with our intention to grow the breadth of our reach and deepen the impact that we have with our clients and community. It felt really helpful to foster our own alignment within Team Plenty, which is something we you know, really value and teach and facilitate with the clients that we get to work with. Yeah, lovely. Love the just prioritizing some open space for ourselves so we can do the work that we we consult others on. So here's my segue. One of the things that came out of all of that conversation was how much we enjoy doing the podcast and how much it's a great forum for us. You know, we love writing. We write on the blog regularly. We write an email newsletter that we'd love to have you sign up for. We've drafted our book and maybe we'll give an update on that later. But the podcast is kind of the easiest way for us to show everyone what it's like to work with us because it's a back and forth, long form conversation. So catching and throwing. Yeah, yeah, catching, throwing, batting around. So that's a long way of saying thanks for joining us. And we hope this is one of many conversations we get to have for you. And maybe I'll start by saying, if you haven't subscribed, please do so. And please give us a like and a review. And we really appreciate it. And there's so many, oh my gosh, there's just a hundred things to talk about. Yeah. I thought like this just came in, but I feel like maybe before we go to the topic we were planning to talk about first, I'd love to hear you share with our audience, like what your intention is for the year or just what you're hopeful for. Cause I feel Mm. like we came in, the three of us, you, Sierra, and myself, with a lot of optimism into January, and it's still in the ethers, right? And I feel like maybe we could start there since this is our first recording of the year of 2023. Just what are you looking forward to? What's feeling hopeful and expansive to you as you look forward to the next 11 months? Yeah, well, I love that. Thanks. That's a great question. See, already the, the outline gets thrown out. Booted. Yeah. <laughs> I love the question, though. And I think, again, it's something that when we've picked up our meetings with clients in the second week of January, and it's one of the things we're talking with everyone about is just taking some time right before you start to think about what, how you want to walk into the year or the meeting or the session or whatever it is you're walking into. I cheated this year and said my intention was to be more intentional, to just be more deliberate. And if you've listened to the podcast a while, you've heard us a few times use the analogy of the river or the metaphor of the river and how the river kind of goes where the river flows. But we have some agency. We have to be willing at times to pick up the paddle and other times be willing to let the current take us. And so kind of my quick rule of thumb for the years. I just want to pick up the paddle more. I want to catch myself when I'm complaining about how things are going or stressed about what might be or feeling like my day has gotten away from me. And there's so many micro choices that we make every day. And those are the things that actually determine kind of how our how our weeks go and our weeks determine how our months go. And I would say 25 days in, I'm really excited at how I've kept that top of mind and been deliberate with what I'm choosing to do and what I do when I'm not at work and how I choose to think. And so that's mine is a year of intentionality. Mm. What's yours? So you know this, but others don't. I I would say part of my legacy is the legacy of light. And 
it has just been part of my ethos and interest and career and evolution of just learning what that means for myself, for my family, my children, us at Plenty. It is so exciting that our working title, we may change it, but feels really excited for our book around leading with light. And that's really what Lantern has become as the four lights or principles of conscious leadership. And that was really present on my mind over the holidays. And I had a really beautiful spiritual experience becoming more intimate with my own light. And for me, that was what I call diamond light. It was this full spectrum rainbow of frequency, of color, of infinite reach that I am. And I got to see that more for myself. And it started to, I think, continue to like drop my need to be anything other than what I am now and, or shape that light or prove that light or work on that light or brighten that light. Those kind of needs that have been part of me as a light seeker, light worker, whatever you want to call it, started to shed. And so my intention has really is around receiving the diamond light more deeply for myself so that I can be that for myself and others and share it with the world. And by just showing up, by simply being me. And for whatever reason, it's given me hope and optimism, and it's helped me take the pressure off that, yes, I have goals, we have goals, we have higher intentions for how we want to actualize abundance for ourselves and our clients. But there's a quality that I want to walk this path in 2023 that's light. It's lightened up. It's more joyful and playful. And and I don't have to work to get there. I don't have to do anything more to be that. What would that be if it's always on inside of me? And if that's the case for me, it has to be the case for all of us, that that light is always on in all of us. And that's one of those things that we teach at Lantern. So, you know, being intentional, expressing, receiving, being, sharing the light that we are, And being open to what that looks like feels really exciting and aligning to other people and conscious leaders in the world that are seeking the same thing, that are looking to be more authentic and empowered and truthful and real and aligned to what their destiny and purpose is on the planet. Like that feels so good and exciting to seek out or attract, magnetize to those people seeking what we can do to to illuminate the world. So I'm hopeful about 2023. It feels lighter and more gleeful, if you will. That gets me excited to come to work every day. Yeah, I love that. And I think knowing you for a long time, the idea of allowing ourselves to be joyful, that's a good one. It's a good practice area. And I think for the clients that we work with, like whatever the sector they're in, whatever the work they do, people don't hire us unless they really care about what they're doing. Like you can take one look at our website. And if, if you're just concerned about results that are numeric, we're not your choice. When you're looking for results that are numeric and emotive and passionate and fulfilling, that's when we get the call. 
And so we work with people who are really, really committed to what they do, whatever they're doing. And it's hard sometimes to remember that the whole thing, like we're all on the river together back to that. And we can decide that we complain when we get wet, or we can decide that we laugh it off. It doesn't change what the water's doing. It doesn't change the temperature of the, the wind or how cold and wet we get at times, but it sure changes what it feels like to be inside. So how we approach things, what how it feels inside, I mean, I imagine like there might be people listening, looking at the news cycle that we've had and saying, oh my gosh, how can you be greeting 2023 with more hope and light and intentionality when the world seems to be more chaotic than ever? And I think I would answer it the opposite way because the world seems more chaotic than ever we're being asked to greet it with more hope and light and intentionality like so yeah. it's just a, it's a great exercise to go through and since you're taking us on this path i'm going to drop a uh, quote that i i heard on the way to work i know i've heard this before and i know you have but it was one of those things that just kind of came back to me and it so speaks to what you're talking about what we talk about at lantern is everything starts with awareness it comes from our good good friend patron saint of plenty carl young who wrote, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. And we talk a lot about that. We ended last year, I think, Jen, with a couple of sessions talking about awareness. And our book is about things start with awareness of just being aware, just bringing awareness to how we're feeling, to whether we're letting ourselves get triggered, to are we allowing ourselves to be joyful even when we feel like there's misery around us you know are we allowing ourselves to be confident in ourselves even when we're presented with stressful situations like are we allowing ourselves to dream about what we want set our own goals even when we know that we can't control everything around us so i just love what what you're pointing to about intentionality and joy yeah and it's all wrapped up i think in the core come from which is presence being present and really dropping into whatever is right in front of you and being attuned to what's inside of you that mixes with what's in front of you. Mm -hmm. And there's these cues that just, I still see it. And I'm so blown away that of the split brain of the multitasking engine that is perpetuated, especially in American culture, that we're not really there, there. We're not really here. And what happens when we're here, when we slow down to drop in, when companies take a time out, when teams get together, when instead of going Zoom to Zoom to Zoom, that there's a break in between and all the screens and all the other texting. And it's such a choice that we all have within our power. And I think what Carl Jung speaking to is that when it's unconscious, we are on an automatic pilot doing things the way we've always done. But we can interrupt that circuitry with presence, becoming more aware and making a conscious choice. How do I want to show up? How do I want to react or respond to this information? Is this the life, the journey that is filling me up? Or is it dragging me down and depleting me? And it seems like in our work, we're seeing burnout, overwhelm, bureaucracy, lots of miscommunication, inefficiency happening in some of the 
organizations we work with. Mm -hmm. And often that's perpetuated when we're moving too fast, when we're just on the hamster wheel and we haven't dropped in to say, okay, what do I need in this moment? What does the person in front of me need in this moment? And what am I interacting with? How does my body feel as the cues to teach and guide me how I get to choose to respond in a more conscious manner? So yeah, there's just a lot wrapped up. I think I'm excited to continue practicing it myself. And I'm amazed when I feel like, oh, I'm so centered, I'm in the flow today. And then all of a sudden, something out of the blue externally comes into my field that is the opportunity <laughs> to grow because it's either a mm -hmm. trigger, it's just more information that's swirling. And I'm finding that when I can pull back and detach from whatever the content is to check in, I'm able to harness more conscious awareness and kind of walk what we talk. So I don't know, it's a bit of a ramble. <laughs> you know, as we work with conscious leaders, what we mean by that is people that are really committed to becoming more present and harnessing their presence for the, the healing power it has in the world that we're living in and being more intentional with their choices and how they lead themselves and lead others. And that's really the body of our work. And there's a lot of fine tunement that's happening and we're being called to kind of nuance, if you will. Well, you're taking us off. I think I'm, we should make an executive decision that the topic we're going to talk about can be our next week's topic because it's still going to be relevant because I like where you're taking, you're taking us to a great spot for the first podcast of the year for us. And again, three or four weeks into January, we're pretty well past the point of new year's resolutions and kind of new energy. And some people are already telling us they've given up and some people are already concerned they're reverting. Some people are feeling like they're on a great new path. But one of the things you're pointing to, to take us all the way back to starting with the idea of ramp up week is that, you know, presence or consciousness or that awareness, it sometimes requires space. And it's been, it's very common for us at the beginning of the year to talk with our clients, particularly executives and their resolution is something to the effect of, I want more balance, right? I want more balance in my life. And I feel like we've coached this 400 times now, Jen, but one of the polite responses we make is, okay, well, you don't need to pursue balance in air quotes with gusto, the way you pursue your work, right? Like balance isn't necessarily working 60 or 70 hours a week at the office and then throwing that same amount of energy into say physical fitness. Like that's just trying to do everything. And balance is often about creating open space, mm -hmm. right? It's often about actually allowing yourself time to settle, to choose, to see what's beneath. And that's the whole idea back to presence. Like the idea of ramp up week is that we create a structural speed bump before we run into all the things that we're saying we don't want to run into. And that space allows us to be more aware, right? So like you've said a lot of times, and we've talked about on the podcast before, when you feel like your mind is running or you're overly stressed or you're overly triggered about things, you can write about it, you can talk through it, you can process it out. 
But often the stepping back is what's helpful. Often stepping outside, often closing the computer, right? Putting down the phone. There's such a magic quality to open space, whether it's open time in the calendar, walking outside, just having a free day or a free minute. And I think what's magical about it is that it connects us back to the presence that you're talking about, right? Like we can find our way back to where we came from if we allow ourselves a minute to slow down. Now I'm just rambling and riffing, but that's what I hear and what you're saying. Well, it's like an empty cup or a cup that's partly full. If we don't have space, we have no room to receive the juiciness of what the universe or source or God or whatever you name it to be. We have no room for it to play with us as co-created beings. If we're too full and too busy and we're running place to place on our intellectual engine, we don't leave any room to rest, to restore, to rejuvenate, to play, or to access the insights that are always on, the sight from within, the wisdom, the inspiration, the synchronicity, like we miss it more often because we're too full running our own agenda. And what space does is it allows us to allow it allows us to open, to receive, to kind of be in right relationship, symbiotic relationship with other forces at play that want to use us for our divinity, our purpose, our reason for being. And whatever your belief system is, is, is if we don't allow for more space to happen. It's like a tree that is like got other trees all around it and it has no room to grow. It's almost like it gets suffocated, right? And it's going to try and find its way towards the light. But man, that path is a lot more distorted. It's a lot bendier, right? It's a lot more congested, if you will. And that's what space does. Having space for our hearts to feel and express, space for our mind to connect the dots, space for ourselves personally to reset outside of the relationships and the, the dynamics we're in, in work and at home. I think we just undervalue space for ourselves and our team. I think we're trying to really bring that forth into the business sector of how important it is to create sacred space, you know, alone time, downtime, thinking time, reflecting time, heart space, soul space, whatever your language is. But the other comment I would love to share, and I've said this a gazillion times, so you're going to roll your eyes, but as Libra, for me, I've been in such an interesting inquiry about balance because that's the one word that kind of you associate with being Libra is balance or justice, those two things, harmony. And I've come to find for myself after 50 years of trying to strike a balance in my work and personal life, that balance is bullshit. There's only a tiny fraction of a second where I feel like I'm actually in balance because it, I liken it to me being on a teeter-totter. And it's like, when I'm in something, my personality is I'm fucking all in. I'm in it. I'm like, I go 
full force into a subject, a passion, a sport, a conversation. Like I want to really be there. And I've noticed the more there I am, the deeper I am, the more connected I am, the more insights I have, the more dots I connect, the more inspiration I have. And there comes a time where then I lean out like, okay, did that, done that. Now I kind of swing back and that teeter-totter kind of comes into a different subject. And as it does, there's only a tiny second where I'm actually in this equilibrium because I have too many plates and interests to keep me in balance. And so, I don't know, I'm so curious, like for me, it's lessening the spinning plates. It's like creating space by saying no more and saying more yes to myself, having less commitments, less demands on my time. Because when I find I do that, then I can more fully lean in to whatever I'm saying yes to and not half-ass it and not surface level it. And it just doesn't work for me anymore to kind of be half in and half out, which in a way you could argue that that's balance. Like you're just kind of trying to level the playing field or level the teeter-totter bar. But my experience for living what the way that works for Jennifer, it's like, I'm either all in, I'm in or I'm out. And how do I bring that intentionality to what I say yes to? The only way I can do that in a way that doesn't burn me out is to say no to more things. Yeah. I mean, I love that. I think we, we have a section in the book. I know we have a blog post about the idea that it's the concept. We should really talk about balancing, not balance. The analogy we use is riding a bike and how it's impossible to balance a bike when it's stationary but you get some movement and it gets easier and like the teeter-totter is a great metaphor too it's actually not built to be balanced when you're not on it it sinks to one side or the other so i think like all of the things we're pointing to and it's so classic us that this is not what we intended (laughs) to talk about but hey we're back it's 2023 we're going to be intentional and we're going to be joyful thanks for sticking with us for me, what has always worked is creating some structure and not to get tooly, but a couple things that we get asked this at Lantern all the time. So something that I've done for years and that Jen, I know you're doing, wake up an hour earlier and get time to yourself. This is such the magic wonder pill for me of getting up and having an hour to whether I journal or do the crossword or draw a card or just have coffee and sit. Creating that space allows me to work through a lot of things. And the more I've done it, like I've journaled, I think every day for 13 years, the less I find I need to work anything out, right? The more I just feel and that I feel centered. Another tool I want to share, we often criticize our technology friends out there, including our good friend Zoom that's hosting this podcast. I do want to give a quick shout out. I was surprised to see, I think this rolled out in an update maybe a month ago, the new version of Microsoft Outlook allows you to auto set meetings so they end before the hour. So instead of like automatically getting an hour meeting and then all your day is completely full, you can set Outlook so it will give you five or 10 minutes 
between each meeting. It doesn't sound like a lot, but first of all, you got to go to the bathroom. Like you can't be present if you're holding it in all day. And second of all, it's just a way of starting to say like, my identity is not built around the people I meet with. So I think it's just kind of a small little victory for presence in the workplace and consciousness in the workplace that I wanted to highlight since we're often criticizing technology. And that goes to being a conscious leader. If you have control over your calendar and over your team's calendar, then you get to choose to give everybody a 15 minute transition time and set that as part of your culture and your company's policy. I think we get so caught in the trap of expectation and we forget that we're the model and the leader we're seeking. So why not be that? and have a meeting. We just had a series, six discovery interviews yesterday with one of our beloved clients, James B. Beam, Distilling Company, and everyone was 30 minutes. And what that time period did for us is it Mm. really time-bound us to get to the point and help Mm. the person we were interviewing to get to the point. Like what was the essence the core need, the distillation of what we needed to hear in a 30 minute call. Very different than some of these hour long calls that kind of go on and on and on. And you don't really get to the what's really the essence oftentimes mm-hmm. and what's needed. And we meet to meet. It's just like, do you really need a meeting? Could this be accomplished in another way? I love just to expand on your thoughts is making time and scheduling time on your calendar for yourself. You know, you said it early in the morning, whatever time frame works for you, maybe it's your lunch hour. For me, I have to fill my bucket first mm-hmm. and I need to work out first and do my rituals and my meditation and gen time has to happen in the morning oftentimes so that I'm filling my own cup because my day is better. I can give more because it's overflowing from within me rather than feeling depleted. And I'm scratching for that time later on in the day. So literally scheduling time with yourself, it's how we got our book done is like, how do we write a book in the midst of all this other stuff we're doing? Well, if we did it, you can do it, whatever that is for you. We scheduled the time we had consistent writing time every single day. We didn't go to a nice cabin in the woods. We didn't go to a writing seminar on the beach. Like we made it happen through a choice point and using the calendar really helped. So whatever that is for you, make it intentional and reflect on what do you need to feel light, light up, fulfilled first, joyful, before you start your day in in service of others. It's such a game changer and can really help the quality of your day and of your week. And then those add up into micro moments of a beautiful month and the best year of your life that's just waiting for you to seize it. Yeah. I mean, you're dropping a few things and I'm going to be our boundary set and say, we're probably at the time we need to wrap up, but two topics I'd love us to talk about in the coming weeks. One is the idea of kind of ongoing choice points and habits. And, you know, the idea that you don't say, I'm going to write a book in six months. You say each day, I'm going to write today and you do it six months in a row. That's like a really key part of the balance we're talking about. And the other that I think every single person we work with struggles with that you pointed to is the ability to say no. 
The ability to say no and why that is so hard for people. And it's something we've had to navigate as a team ourselves is, you know, we're on Zoom four or five hours a day. And there are times that one of us needs to say to the other, I can't be on Zoom anymore. Like I need to get off and do some things by myself as much as we all enjoy being together. And I think that merits a whole series because it's amazing how many people we work with in positions of influence that are incredibly experienced who really, really struggle with just saying, I'm sorry, I can't right now. So that's like your biggest ally, I feel like, is that ability. Yeah. And noticing again, how your body feels when you say no. If you're relieved and you can literally breathe deeper and you take the pressure off and you're kind of like, so glad I said no, that's a great indication of how it feels to say yes to something else. Like you're saying no to something, but you're making room. As we started this podcast, you're giving it more space for you to say yes to something else with more intentionality. And I think that's a perfect segue to kind of wrap up. I think that we'd love to invite you if you haven't already attended Lantern, our retreat for conscious leaders. We have a beautiful time out of three and a half days where space is created for you, for you to slow down, for you to connect to what really matters now, what you deeply care about, what's on offer, what's calling your passions to come to life, where you can say no more. And how do you know, what are those boundaries for you? What's in alignment to your true unique expression or your blueprint or your calling now. There's so many people that are in this phase of reinvention and transition. We are all in that place, most of us, if you will, of going through an evolutionary leap. And Lantern is there to help you, to support you, to guide you, to help you turn within, to really do that inquiry in the company of other conscious leaders from all over the world who are choosing in to create that same space to gather in Park City, Utah at beautiful heart space. So if that appeals to you, or if you are a manager or an employer and you're looking to really help a high performing team member or employee be rewarded or rejuvenated or connected and supported or honored in a really special sticky way, We'd love to have you or them at Lantern. So our upcoming dates for 2023 are March 28th through the 31st, June 13th through the 16th, and October 24th through the 27th. You can find all that you need to know about Lantern going to plentyconsulting.com forward slash Lantern. Love it. That's a wrap. Welcome to 2023. Whether your dream for the year is to shine your light, whether it's to be more intentional or it's just to be more balanced, we hope your year's off to a great start. And we hope you'll join us every week or so here as we explore what it means to be a conscious leader and how to live into our best selves. So thanks, gang. Happy New Year. Happy hope New see Year. You soon. Best is yet to come. Bye, gang. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Join the conversation and learn more at www.plentyconsulting.com.